Welcome to Faith Seeking Understanding, a place dedicated to the discussion of Christian faith in 21st century life. C.S. Lewis said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. So join us as we endeavor to understand 21st century life through the lens of Christian faith. I'm your host, Alan Bevere, pastor, professor, author, and lover of Five Alarm Food. Come and seek with me. first chapter of John's Gospel, often referred to as the prologue, in this introduction, John really sort of sets the tone, sets the theme for what he wants to affirm about Jesus in the rest of the Gospel. And one thing that John sets out right from the beginning in clear, stark fashion is the idea that in Jesus, In Jesus, in some way, the presence, the very presence of God has walked in our midst. And that this Jesus, who this Jesus who was the word at creation, brings now new creation. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light, but the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified about him, crying out, This is the one of whom I said... He who comes after me is greater than me because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. As the law was given through Moses, so grace and truth came into being through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. God, the only Son, who is at the Father's side, has made God known. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Let us pray. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord our God, our wisdom, our salvation. Amen. 
Light is a fascinating thing. We know that we need light. In this season of winter, in our neck of the woods here in northeastern Ohio, there are months where light, sunlight, can be hard to come by. And we know that that can affect us. We know that some folks suffer from effective seasonal disorder, and it's a result of not having enough light. I read an article uh, a few years ago on how people who live in the northern part of Alaska deal with four to five to six, six months of darkness. Can you imagine? And what are the things that they try to do to keep that lack of light for so long affecting them? It was a very interesting article to read. It's hard for us in our context to imagine the complete absence of any kind of light because we have what we call light pollution and that means even if you go out at night there's always a light somewhere, a street light or your lamppost or there's lights coming out of a window so that there's always light at least around us in some way. Many years ago, oh, when I was, oh, I'm going to guess 20, 21 years old, 22 years old, I went to Haiti to uh, do some mission work. And I can remember one morning early, we, we had gone up on Saturday where we were at the capital, Port-au-Prince, and we drove uh, all the way up to a little village in the mountains, the northeastern uh, mountains of Haiti, very close to the border with the Dominican Republic. And and this village was actually where the road ended. Now, to say it was a road is, is kind, but you could at least put a vehicle on it. And we got up there, and then on Sunday morning early, we all woke up about 4 o'clock, 4.30, and we got on horseback, and we rode another three hours or so up to a remote village way up in the mountains. And we spent the day at this village with these folks who hosted us with what they had, and their hospitality was very gracious. We worshiped with them, we fellowshiped with them, and then later on in the day, we started the trip home. And we were traveling in the dark, and we were in a place where there was no light, no lampposts. No windows, flickering light off in the distance. There we were in the mountains on these trails, and it was dark. We got toward the end of our trip, and a lot of us by that time were walking and leading our horses because, you know, after a while on horseback, certain muscles start to hurt. And we were walking, and the missionary who was hosting us was walking next to me, and we were talking about this, that, or the other. It was so dark. He wasn't, he wasn't any farther than this, like here, from me. I couldn't see him. There were no stars in the sky, no moon. It was overcast. I could hear his voice, but I couldn't see him. And in fact, when I looked down at the path I was walking on, I couldn't see my feet. 
That's how dark it was. I had never experienced that before. So we can imagine in the first century when John writes of Jesus and says the light shines in the darkness. The darkness of sin, the darkness of brokenness, the darkness of injustice, the darkness of all the things that are wrong in the world that sometimes, well, we get so discouraged we just feel like giving up. Into that darkness, John says, the light of God shone in the midst of this man, Jesus. And so, in Jesus, we now can walk in the light. We just, uh, Sue played that song, I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light, one of my favorite, one of my favorite songs. In the chorus, the refrain of that hymn, in him there is no darkness at all. Can we hear the vision of Revelation if we go to chapters 20, 21, 22 and see the vision in which in the heavenly kingdom, in its perfection, there is no longer any darkness. By the way, and there's no need for lights, there's no need for, for lamps, there's no need for candles, there's no need for LED. Because we're told that the Father on the throne provides the light. <laughs> In him there is no darkness at all. The, the, the night and the day are both alike. The Lamb is the light of the city of God. Shine in my life, Lord Jesus. But sometimes, sometimes light it's hard to recognize. In Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, when the ghost of Christmas past first enters into Scrooge's bedchambers to take him on his first ghostly journey, the light that shines from the ghost of Christmas past is so bright, Scrooge asks, please, lower your cap, I can't see it. And he says, you really, you really, you really want me to lower the light, the light that, the, of the ghost of Christmas past that stands for all the good things that have happened, all the wonderful things that have happened, the generosity, the faithfulness of people, the kindness of people. He says, you really want me to wear that low, wear this cap low upon my forehead, those of you who have done your best to keep that light from shining. The light of God can be a little much. And that's why John says to us, the light was in the world, and the world came into being through this light, but the world didn't recognize the light. And in fact, John says, the light came to his own people, and his own people didn't even recognize the light or welcome him. 
Because, see, one of the problems with light is it makes all things visible. And most of the time, for us, that's good. Because we all know, I, I mean, at one point or another, all of us, I think, have experienced trying to make our way in a room that's dark. <laughs> Particularly if we don't know where the furniture is. Right? But the light reveals where everything is. But that's the problem. The light of God comes and shines a light on everything about us and our world and our ways. And though there are good things that it reveals, there are things, let's be frank, we would rather keep in the shadows. Things that we would rather hide. And so the wonderful light of Jesus Christ as wonderful as it is, as transforming as it is, as saving as it is, is not always well received. But the good news is, is that even in that light, God's grace shines in our darkness to reveal those things that we would rather keep hidden, but reveals them not to condemn us, but to save us. To reveal all of that stuff so that we might truly, as John says in the gospel and will say in his letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, so that we can truly walk in the light with God. And I love verse 16 of chapter 1 in John's Gospel. For from his fullness, from Christ's fullness, we have received grace upon grace. I love that. Grace upon grace. Pile grace on. Pile grace on. You know, it's like the person who gets the piece of pie and piles on the whipped cream. Now, for those of you who like whipped cream, you understand this, right? So much whipped cream that you probably can't even taste the pie. It's whipped cream upon whipped cream. It's the dessert. It's just great. This is grace upon grace upon grace that God has given to us in Jesus. The parable of the sower. The farmer goes out to sow the seed, and he sows the seed on different soils. And he casts the seed everywhere. He casts it on the stones and on, and, and, and on the, the weeds and on the path. It gets, and some gets on the good soil and it grows, but the farmer just throws it everywhere. I can't speak for anybody else, but when I plant my garden, that's not what I do. And the farmer just throws it everywhere, even though most of it is not going to bear fruit. God tosses his grace out to the world in Jesus Christ, God is wasteful with his grace. <laughs> and sometimes we, his followers, unfortunately, if we're willing to cast ourselves in the light of God, we must admit that the God who was so wasteful with his grace that we have received sometimes we're kind of stingy with grace towards others. And so we live in this light 
The light has come into the world, and we begin this new year in 2022. And one of the things that is common in the Methodist tradition, I'm going to ask you to take your bulletins if you have them for a minute. And I'm going to ask you to look at the, the back page. And there's the prayer of covenant renewal. Now, I don't know what happened before I was pastor here, but since I've been here, we've always done this prayer of Wesley. I've done it throughout the years. The watch night service, the prayer, the service of covenant renewal is a Methodist tradition. And John Wesley began a watch night service in 1740, and this was an, ad an adaptation of Puritan service, and, and nobody really, nobody I know of really does that whole service anymore. It's very long. But the one thing that has come down to us is to say this prayer of covenant renewal before communion is served. Because it's a, it's a time for us to remember that even as faithful as we have, may have been in 2021, we got to sort of, let's say it this way, pledge our allegiance to God again in the new year. And we have to renew this covenant. God doesn't have to renew the covenant with us because God always keeps the covenant, right? So God's always been faithful. But what we do is we pray in this new year, in the midst of the light that is now shining on us in Jesus Christ that reveals all the good stuff, that reveals the not-so-good stuff, in the midst of all of it, we want to put ourselves completely at God's disposal to say, here we are, God, whatever you want, call us. We belong to you. And some of the language is a little tough, as a, as a retired pastor friend of mine said yesterday, some of this language is a little tough to swallow. <laughs> and it is. But it's a reminder that in the midst of everything that happens in 2022, we belong to God and we are called. We are called to walk as children, as sons and daughters of the light. I'm going to just read through that so that we can meditate on it because we're all going to say it for the, if you know, we feel we can do that. I am no longer my own but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for thee or laid aside for thee, exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine, and I am thine, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. I remember many years ago in a previous church, we had a, our first Sunday of the new year, and so we had communion, and we said this prayer, and there was a... a a woman who attended the church, active in the church, and her brother was visiting from out of town for the holidays, and so he came to church that first Sunday in January, and he was not, his background wasn't Methodist, uh, it was Lutheran, as I recall, and uh, after, after the service, I greeted him, and he had the bulletin in his hand, he, he greeted me, and he took the bulletin, and he pointed to this prayer, and he said, I like half that prayer. Now, this prayer is not to say, God, if you want to cause me to suffer, that's okay. That's not, God doesn't do that. Wesley knew that. 
But what we're saying is, God, in the midst of all that comes, in the midst of whatever happens, we belong to you. And our task is to walk as children of the light. May we do so. May our prayer be this, this day, in all that comes in 2022, and given the last two years, who knows what's going to happen in 2022. But we enter in hope because Jesus has been raised from the dead. And so let our prayer be in 2022. Come what may, God, may we be faithful. May your light shine upon us. And may that light shine through us. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we do want to walk as children of the light. By the power of your spirit, may we indeed receive your light with, with glad and generous hearts. And may we shine that light to those around us in Jesus' name. Amen.